I have a few simple suggestions from a DEI perspective that I believe DEI leaders should be leading this initiative. Questions, surveys, one-on-ones. I know many, <clears throat> I know many heads of people, many employee experience managers are stewarding these efforts. Whether them personally are putting in place these 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 situations or the chief people officers are teaching and leading the managers to have those conversations. But I think I want to have DEI leaders involved in this a little bit more as well. Now, I'm not changing the questions. I'm not changing the outcomes, but I'm making sure that the DEI leaders are involved in either looking at the data or involved in figuring out the post question executions, right? So let me give you a few questions that I think are very simple and a few kind of secondary and third level prying open you should be doing as a leader when it comes to these questions. First question, and these are all around kind of like employee engagement and employee satisfaction. Do you feel valued in your role? I believe that a manager of an eight-person team should be the one asking that question. And I believe that the, the chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer should be right there with that human being potentially. Right? Do you feel valued in your role? The employee may say, at times. What does that mean exactly? Right? They may say, well, in these moments I feel valued, but over the last six months and when we've decided to move on this initiative and I had certain ideas and no one gave me an opportunity to share those ideas or listen to those ideas or put those ideas into action, at least test to see the validity of those ideas, I didn't feel valued. So are you telling me, and this is what a chief people officer or a chief diversity, equity and inclusion officer or the manager would be saying. So are you telling me here, Sally, that if we were to build out a system or a process for you personally where we would take in some of your ideas or do you actually have ideas around certain things that have happened recently that would make you feel more valued in your role? She may say yes, she may say no, whatever the case is going to be. Moving forward, what would you like to see more from your manager when it comes to being valued? What would you like to see more from your fellow, your fellow team members? Like you have to keep asking secondary and third level and fourth level questions. I'm very, very confused why with these surveys, it's a very blanket question and answer and response. Because what's happening at scale, and no one wants to talk about this, what's happening at scale is companies are moving fast. You have managers' responsibilities where it comes to the people part, they're just checking boxes. And I know this is happening. I know this is happening for a fact. And so when they're rolling out a survey, and one of the questions in the survey is, do you feel valued? Worst case scenario, it's a yes or no option, which tells you what. There's no context there. Best case scenario, there's a bit more context. But then the manager doesn't have the bandwidth to actually do something about it. And there's not enough third level and fourth level type context to be able to individualize the experience and make an individualized adjustment and change. Right? And so I gave you an example of how you would go to third, fourth, and fifth level executions and questions and, and seeking and prying to understand the real source of the, the, the feeling of not being valued. And then they have to train your managers and understand from that employee's point of view, well, what is it going to take to actually feel valued consistently, long term? What does that look like? Do you feel like your job is allowing you to utilize your skills? 
can't be a blanket yes or no. What value does that bring? Do you feel like your job is allowing you to utilize all your skills? Maybe. Hmm, that's interesting. Why maybe? Well, I feel like at times I'm utilizing my skill when it comes to partnerships, but I'm only the person that's doing the initial outreach and I have so many ideas around how to strategically manage the relationships and, and, and get more out of our partners from a, from a relationship perspective. That's interesting. What are some ideas that you've had in the past that maybe we've ignored it or haven't heard of before? And they may say whatever they say, right? That's interesting. Who have you shared this with? And they may say, well, no one. Well, why didn't you share? Well, I didn't feel safe or comfortable enough to share. Well, why didn't you feel safe or comfortable enough to share? Is there something I did wrong as your man? You see, like, pry, dig, levels, deep. Go understand. Ask questions. Do you have a great relationship with your manager? Do you see a career path? Do you see a career path to advance your career within the organization? Hmm. Well, I'm not sure because I've heard through the grapevine that there may not be any openings within my role or, or division or department for the next couple of months or couple of years. And I think this is something I want to take advantage of. Well, that's interesting. Have you ever thought about a hybrid role? Now, that's that's been something I've been big on. A hybrid role. Well, that's interesting. What does a hybrid role mean? Well, you educate them. Well, a hybrid role may mean you we, we, we break open all the responsibilities that the company needs to get executed. And we break open all the responsibilities that you are great at and that you love. And we break open what you need to make and what you want to make and what your title needs to be. And we figure out a way to, to hybrid this out. Oh, well, we're a big company. I didn't know we could do that. Well, technically, we can do anything. And so if you see what I'm saying, folks, if you're listening very closely, these conversations that I'm having and prying and digging and making it very unique and individualized and contextual to one human being, that makes conversations inclusive. That makes conversations authentic. That makes a conversations real. And if you do that for every single person, that also makes it equitable. Now, many folks may say, well, maybe it's not equitable because you can't always go the full length. No, you can, though. You can go the full length and you can go beyond for every single person if that's the gold standard. The gold standard is if I will ask secondary, third level, fourth level, fifth level questions, I will get creative and out of the box and find a way to give you what you need contextually to you. And I do that for everyone. That is equitable. And then if you think about the the, the diversity element of it, everyone's going to have a different response. Everyone's going to have a different answer. Having someone in the organization that can appreciate the diversity of what their needs are and be excited about that and not get and not get to the point where not get to the point where that diversity is exhausting or irritating them. That's a really big factor. I know right now leaders and companies that get exhausted with the the, the level of diversity of the needs of people. I know companies and leaders right now that want everyone to want the same things. It exhausts them when they have seven different employees that want seven different things. Nope, this is our benefits policy. Nope, this is our return to work policy. Nope, this is what we do to make our employees feel value. Nope, this is what we do to build a relationship with you. Nope, this is what we do to advance in your career. Nope, this is how we prioritize your well-being. And it's at scale. Bring in your DEI leaders and help them make 
better use of even simple questions like I outlined today. There's tweaks, adjustments, things you can do to make just these simple questions right here higher level of diversity, higher level of equitable experiences, higher level of inclusivity. It's simple, but it's it's effective. Because if your goal standard is to do whatever you can to contextualize the experience, if your goal standard is to make everyone feel safe and comfortable and really open up, i.e. going to second level, third level, fourth level, fifth level executions and understanding, then a lot of good can come out of it. So get your DE&I leaders involved. Have them educate and teach your managers how to really have these conversations and really pry open. Have your DE&I leaders understand this data and look at the data. And have your DE&I leaders in a position to make actual decisions. To push leaders and push organizations and say, you know what? We need to do better when it comes to relationship building with our managers connected to the employees that they're leading. The things that we have in place are not making our folks feel psychologically safe, not making them feel inclusive, not making them feel like they're diverse perspectives on how they want to capitalize relationships. We need to do better. Here's a training, here's an execution, here's a post-training survey, here's a post-training kind of understanding of how we're going to track these things. And if these managers cannot get on board to do better, then it, it is my responsibility as a DEI leader to say that they are out. Even simple questions that are in survey forms, that are connected to employee engagement, that are connected to one-on-ones, your DEI leaders can be involved. Do not just put them in a situation where they're doing a training or they're implementing a macro survey, or they're just looking over holistic things from a policy perspective, or you're sending them on these podcasts and keynote tours and trying to act like you're a brand that promotes DEI. Allow them to really get into the most simple yet most effective elements of your company and your workforce. Just a few thoughts.